Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of BBFOhio.com. I'm Pastor Greg, and I welcome you to our current events update, which will take up most of part one, and then our study in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 through 12, titled Strong Delusion. The conclusion of our study can be found at BBFOhio.com. As we now begin, this is part one of two. This is as of today, 11-1-2023. We'll uh, have, give you the best update we can, but it's changing by the hour. The uh, most recent update we can give you is that Israel has entered its fourth week of war against Hamas after the terrorist group infiltrated the country on 10-7-23, firing thousands of rockets at residential areas and butchering civilians. As many as, uh, I will just say 10,000 people have now been killed as a result of that. It's a terrible, war is a terrible thing. It includes at least 1,400 Israeli civilians and soldiers and 35 Americans who were over there at the time and the Hamas-run Gaza Health Ministry claims that 8,525 Palestinians have been killed, uh, but I don't believe anything they say, so we'll just have to wait and see. Um, there have also people dying in the West Bank at a smaller uh, number of people. There have been people killed in the north of Israel and in Lebanon. There are now things going on in Syria and elsewhere. Uh, Israel has greatly expanded its ground operations in Gaza over the weekend, marking a new stage in the conflict. The first foreign passport holders were permitted to leave Gaza and enter Egypt through the Rafah crossing, although American citizens are still struggling uh, to leave the war zone. That's the latest update, but much of the ground war will actually be underground. Uh, if you're not aware of this, you'd be amazed. You go online, do a little research, you'll see uh, hundreds of miles of underground tunnels that have been all the money that the United States either suckers or uh, uh, accomplices have been given all these millions into the billions and they've spent it just getting ready to kill Jews the people don't get it they don't give they don't give them health care they don't give them education they don't help them uh, with these things uh, that's how Satan works well the fight in the tunnels underneath guys is just the beginning our very own Pete Hegseth got a first-hand look at these terror tunnels just a few years ago watch so here we are uh, just uh, roughly 700 meters from the Gaza border inside a tunnel it's not just a tunnel it's a terror tunnel Hamas take a lot part of its budget to build this kind of structure and to build a military force. Money they could be using for their people for schools and hospitals and otherwise are going into something like this. It's the only purpose for us to do massive killing inside Israel on a surprise time. And so every day it's part of your job to find more terror tunnels. We have a good technology but in the end you need to discover less from one meter. This is what you need to discover. 15 or 20 meters inside the ground. From October to January, 
we found just in the last three months three tunnels. You're finding them right now as Hamas continues to dig uh, under the Gaza Strip into the into the Israeli population. I want to get a sense of what it's like to fight in a tunnel like this because you. In the infantry, you're usually outside in different conflicts, you're underground, but this is a whole nother level. It's a physical, psychological challenge to fight inside uh, tunnels like that. I'm cramping up and I'm sore already, and we've been in here for, what, two minutes? Uh, just imagine the, the, the difficulty of fighting in a tunnel like this, but also the, the ideological dedication of a, of a radical Islamist enemy that's willing to spend months and months and months and months and months underground picking away at the soil, putting in steel, putting in lights, pumping in air, just so that they can kill innocent civilians. Fox and Friends weekend host and Army veteran Pete Hegseth joins me now with more. So Pete, I don't know if you just heard Bob right there, oh. but the way he described this tunnel fighting, this makes me think this war with Hamas is gonna last years. Yeah, God bless Bob and what he went through uh, reading memoirs of guys in Vietnam and what they were willing to do uh, wrecks your brain. But what's so much more complicated about Gaza, Jesse, is that you've got tunnels like that with a modern city built on top of it with a population of two million. It's not the jungle with tunnels, it's a whole two, three layers on top of it. And that video you showed of the tunnel, Jesse, is why I was so blown away like everyone else was on Saturday morning by the ability of Hamas to effectively control areas in the south of Israel and terrorize the population because the IDF knew they were building these tunnels to try to infiltrate and it wasn't necessarily the tunnels that were used. It was paragliders, it was bulldozers, it was all the things we've been going over. So if Israel's going to respond, the first thing they need to do, and you've covered this so well tonight, they got to build a buffer, which they've done. So effectively all those communities that have been uh, affected thus far have been cleared almost 100%. The military's consolidating and reorganizing. That's what we would call it in the military. Staging operations of tanks, personnel carriers, infantry, intelligence, signals, artillery, everything you would need to stage a ground attack. But that's all above ground, uh, to, to your point. So what's the next thing you do as if in a phase of the operation, Jesse? You gotta prep the, prep the battlefield. And that's why you've seen a lot of strikes into Gaza, uh, specifically into the area around Gaza City. We know where the military headquarters are, uh, and ultimately you've gotta focus there to create the conditions for a ground assault. Real quick, and I know we gotta go. Those, that tunnel, you showed the graphic briefly. 300 miles of tunnels, Jesse, when you consider the hostages, when you consider the civilian population. What the Israeli military is going to have to do first is create uh, areas that it focuses on first, most likely up in the north. So they'll have zones where they phase that operation. There's a major freeway that goes through the middle of Gaza. You'll have to cut that off, focus on a particular area while, while pressuring the local population to leave into Egypt if they leave that area open. Jesse, it is in unfathomably complex and then you think of the Americans and the hostages and how do you handle that too? Yeah, it's got to be a methodical operation. Maybe we could lend them one of those bunker busters that well, we used in... You get rid of the civilian population, some of that might have to be used. Afghanistan. Absolutely. I know, well you got to clear out the population. Maybe Egypt could throw us a bone and help some of these Palestinians go over there for plenty a of second. Countries with plenty of they space. take care of Hamas. Plenty of countries with plenty of space exactly. to take them. Absolutely. I agree. All right, Pete, thank you thank so much. You. Number one, there's a reason why Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Syria, Lebanon don't want these people. It's just a fact. There are a very small number of people in Gaza and the West Bank who are not 
totally given over to fundamentalist Islam who don't want to see the Jews annihilated. And they, Jordan, they don't want these people in their country. You got to ask yourself that. They're all Muslims. Why don't they take these people into their country? They've been refusing since 1948. It's nothing new. Um, Second of all, I just want to say I do not endorse Fox News. <laughs> but that report was the best I have seen uh, on all the information. I, I had all that information, but to put it together the way they did with the graphics and everything and the videos and everything, that's the best I've seen. Now, Pete Hegseth, I think is his name, I found him to be pretty good. He probably won't last there much longer, but he's pretty good. Um, and... Uh, I was going to say something else that would come to me as we're talking, but this is from an a intelligence front, is what they call themselves. They're neutral. I put that in quotes because there's always some kind of bias. But these guys have actually been very good. I've been watching them for, since October 7th. And he talks about the tunnels. Um, this, I can't remember the guy's name who's behind this, but he says, First of all, there are so many tunnels in Gaza that we can say that there is another Gaza underground. Did you, did you hear the number? It's like a tunnel from Cleveland to Cincinnati. And that would be a little less than the amount of tunnels they have over there. That's just amazing. Yeah, and these are, and they have some, some places there's two and three layers. I couldn't do it. I, I, I got claustrophobic just watching that. <laughs> you know me. Uh, the tunnels in Gaza were not built in the last three and a half years. Many of these tunnels were built decades ago. They started building these in the 70s. And again, all that money that the, your uh, fake news media and all the uh, media types, you know, all the Hollywood stars and everybody who try to tell you to send money over there, all that money went to that. Not just the tunnels, but the bombs and the missiles and everything. Um, Many of these tunnels, oh, I'm sorry, number three, it's possible for Israel to find many Hamas tunnels by observing them from the air and from satellite, but there are so many tunnels, there are tunnels tens of meters underground. So they're not that, just that long, they're that far underground. Uh, it's not even possible for Israel to find all the tunnels uh, without actually just going into them. The tunnels can be found as a result of the intelligence provided by captured organization members, but Hamas does not have a structure like ISIS. Um, so uh, you just think about it, uh, if you have a, he, he gives a different illustration, but if you have a big one of those kids puzzles and there's 10 pieces, you only have one piece. You, you can't even tell what it's gonna be when you get done with just one piece, and that's what they're dealing with there. It is possible to destroy the Hamas tunnels, but not for all of them, because many of them are so far underground that even those bunker buster bombs won't touch them. If you think that Hamas tunnels are only for militants, you're wrong. Hamas carried out its October 7th attacks uh, using these tunnels and be sure that they would not have achieved um, such great success without these tunnels. It was, it was really the reason they were able to get by with it. Hamas uses the tunnels to smuggle weapons and military materials into Gaza from the outside. So without these tunnels, those missiles would not be able to get in there to then be fired. The war is slowly spreading throughout the Middle East. This is the bad news. 
And I've told you, I hate war, I, but I do believe Israel has a right to fight this war. I do not support Americans being sent over there. Um, I would only support that if things got incredibly out of hand and it was going to be a threat to our country, personally. But I do believe in supporting Israel in every other way other than that, uh, other than sending boys over there. Yemen has now declared war on Israel. So it's slowly spreading. The Houthis in Yemen are shooting uh, missiles toward Israel. I'll skip ahead and show you. There's the that tiny little slither up there. All the rest of that land is controlled by Muslims. That's where the J is. Right? That little, up there where the J, where it says Jordan, that tiny little slither land is what this is all about. That's why, folks, it's not here, it's here. It's spiritual. This is all about Satan trying to kill the Jews because he hates the Jews, he hates the Bible, he hates God. God has said he has a plan for Israel. God has said, I'm going to come again. And Jesus Christ, he will return, he will set up his kingdom and sit on a throne in Israel and rule and reign. And Satan's trying to stop that. Exactly. That's what's behind this whole thing. And it tells you right there, there's something else to it other than land. And there's something else to it other than uh, you know, just politics. This is spiritual. That they have all that, all those, all the way up in the corner, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Afghanistan, all that's Muslim. They have hundreds of thousands of empty miles of square space to put these people in. And they don't want them. So uh, Hamas continues to call for genocide of the Jews. Now, I'm going to read. This guy's not talking English. Israel is a country that has no place on our land. We must remove that country because it constitutes a security, military, and political catastrophe to the Arab and Islamic nation. We are not ashamed to say this with full force. The occupation must come to an end. Occupation where? In the Gaza Strip? Now watch what he says. No, I'm talking about all the Palestinian lands. Does that mean the annihilation of Israel? Yes, of course. The existence of Israel is illogical. The existence of Israel is what causes all that pain, blood, and tears. It is Israel, not us. We are the victims of the occupation, period. Therefore, nobody should blame us for the things we do. Everything we do is justified. <laughs> That's what you're dealing with. They claim all that land belongs to them, and we've shown you the history. There's never been a Palestinian nation in that land. They've never controlled that land. It's all based on a lie. And based on that lie, then, they say that's our land, Israel's occupying our land, which they're not. Therefore, nothing we do can be criticized. As much as I hate to say it, Lindsey Graham is absolutely correct on this, historically and biblically. I don't know if you saw this. Hamas uh, wants to kill all the Jews. It's not about the Palestinians. They're not trying to help the Palestinian people. They're trying to destroy Israel. So when we were attacked by Japan, we declared war on Germany. And how did we end the war? We dropped a bomb on uh, several cities in Japan, breaking the will of the Japanese people. If you had asked the average American, what's the proportional response after Pearl Harbor, they would say 
the only response is victory. Do you, do you see why a lot of people, especially all these decades after that, would say we have other options here? I mean, this is not a time where our only weapons are dropping nuclear bombs. There's precision weaponry. There's intelligence. We have so much more information. I, I don't know I, So I, I guess what I'm wondering is, in 2023, mm -hmm. when militaries as advanced as Israel's and as the United States have choices, is it acceptable to drop bombs on a densely populated civilian area where there are refugees, where people are living, where there are children? Well, in 2023, who would imagine that someone who survived the Holocaust uh, in, the, in World War II would be killed by Islamic terrorists in Israel in, later in life? In 2023, could anybody imagine a group of people would come into Israel and slaughter families, rape children in front of the parents, burn babies alive, put a baby in the oven? Can you imagine that? I can't imagine that. Here's what I imagine. The destruction of Hamas is non-negotiable. I hate the loss of innocent lives. The day after Hamas is destroyed, I hope we have a better life for the Palestinian people. But I'm not blaming Israel. I'm blaming Hamas. I'm not blaming Israel at all. I know they're trying to limit civilian casualties, and I know Hamas is trying to increase civilian casualties. Is there a threshold for you, and do you think there should be one for the United States government, at which the U.S. would say, Let, let's hold off for a second in terms of civilian casualties. I, I, is, there, I, is there a point at no, which no. you would start to question? No, I, if somebody asked us after World War II, is there a limit what you would do to make sure that Japan and Germany don't conquer the world? Is there any limit what Israel should do to the people who are trying to slaughter the Jews? The answer is no. And as time already, it's only been, what is it, three weeks since that happened? Four weeks? And more and more people, including Christians, are calling on Israel to stop. And I'm just going to remind you, one of the main reasons is because 90% of the Christians in this country never have the discussion we're having right now. So they're only getting their news and everything from unsaved, ungodly, Christ-rejecting sources. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. But that's where most people get their counsel today. The boob tube and all these unsaved people want it. Uh, come to the end. We've got to hold your questions. And then there's this. This guy is just one of many saying this. I have now directed coverage of four Israeli wars in Gaza. This is the fifth. In each, an average of 20 to 25% of Hamas rockets fired from Gaza fall short and land in Gaza. Think about that. I know it sounds like a Wiley Coyote uh, episode, but that's really what happens. They shoot the missiles at Israel, but then they come down on their own people. These deaths are all blamed on Israel by Hamas's Gaza Health Ministry, parroted then by our fake news here in this country. Now listen, he's, he's saying it, his statistics show 20 to 25 percent of rockets fired still fall right in Gaza. They don't even make it over to Israel. They've fired 6,000 rockets so far. 20 to 25 percent of those is 1,500 missiles that have been fired by Gaza's Hamas and still landing on Gazans, and then they turn around and blame Israel. Like the hospital. Like the hospital. And so he asked the question, how many of the Gaza deaths blamed on Israel were actually caused by Hamas rockets? 
Meanwhile, the sheeple are loudly protesting Israel for obeying the Bible. God says in Romans 13.4 that your government is supposed to be, they don't always do it, but they're supposed to be a minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Look close at that Bible verse. God says that the government, when they're doing their job, they are the minister of God. He says it twice in one verse. How many times do you think about that, that cop out there doing his job as a minister of God? You think of that? God says it twice in one verse. And of course, though, we're dealing with humans just like there's bad preachers, there are bad cops. But when a cop's doing his job, he's supposed to uh, be doing that. Well, that goes to the military as well. When the military's doing their job, then, uh, you know, a soldier went up to John the Baptist. He was a Roman soldier, part of the army that would crucify Christ. And that soldier goes up to John the Baptist and asks him, well, what do I do? And he says, basically he says, be a good soldier. Treat everyone right. Don't exact any kind of violence when it's not necessary and so forth. Don't cheat. But the brainwashed masses only care when Arabs die at the hand of Jews. I'm not putting you in that crowd, but because of the, the way the culture here is in America, most of you don't know this. But for years now, Arabs have been killing themselves. <laughs> Arabs killing Arabs by the hundreds of thousands every year. No one says a peep. Why not? Because they don't care. It's only when the Jews are involved. See, it's not here, it's here. They're driven by a satanic spirit. They don't even understand why. why. You know, Japan doesn't even have Jews, and they have a skyrocketing anti-Semitism in Japan. Why would, You don't even have Jews in your country, and you hate Jews? How's that work? Right here. Who's raising the Palestinian... I want to stop for a this is a this is an Arab. Okay? Listen to what So those said. raising the Palestinian flag, where were you when ISIS was launched in the name of Islam and beheaded tens of thousands of Arabs in Libya, Syria, and Iraq? Why didn't you take it to the streets and raise their flags and condemn the terror and call for a ceasefire? Where were you when Arab dictators and terrorists killed hundreds of thousands of Arabs in Syria and Libya? Why didn't you take it to the streets then and raise the Syrian and Libyan flags and condemn the terror and call for a ceasefire? Where were you in the last decade when Saudi Arabia, backed by other Arab countries, killed and starved out more than 400,000 Yemenis, my country. I didn't see any of you take to the streets or raise the Yemeni flag or condemn the terror or call for a ceasefire. This calls for some self-reflection. When millions of Arabs are slaughtered by other Arabs, you say absolutely nothing. But when 7,000 Arabs are killed by Jews defending their right to exist, you revolt, you get angry, you raise the flag, you condemn the terror. You call for a ceasefire. You turn the world upside down. Why is that? Why were you so silent then?
but so loud now? Can it be that you are finally raising a flag and creating chaos because you only hate that the perpetrators are Jews? Because you obviously don't care when millions of Arabs are killed by Arabs. Can it be that you storming the streets is just you venting out your hatred towards Jews? The same hatred that we learned by our mosques and schools? You often speak of numbers and proportionality, but by the rules of proportionality, you should not be raising the Palestinian flag, unless there's another agenda at play. Jew hatred, or as I like to call it, hatred. Amen. That's the reality. Yeah, I think we're getting ready to get... It's as though a strong delusion is setting in, which happens to segue into our study. But real quick, reminder, you got to know November 7th to vote no on issue one and issue two. If you haven't already, get out and do it. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. All right, so our study is strong delusion in 2 Thessalonians 2. We're going to read verses 8 through 12. First couple of verses give us context. You see the uh, little graphic there. It shows the fellow with 666 and he's got everybody on a string. That's coming. But it's already happening. It'll be much more pervasive and, and more satanic to come, but it's already happening. So we continue our... 2 Thessalonians 2, with a close look at the coming strong delusion, is two-word phrase you should become familiar with, after Antichrist is revealed. And that's why we're beginning verse 8. For context, I ask you to read the even numbers with me, so begin in verse 8 with me. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God will, uh, shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie.